Welcome, welcome. This is Jesse with Recovering Mentally, coming to you live from Nebraska. I'm here today to talk to you about being your most authentic self. I personally left corporate America. It was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my sobriety. And now I branched out onto my own with learning all these kinds of great tools to help coach and guide you through this. Because you know what? We are awesome and we are badasses when we are doing the things that we love that are not only good for our self, our career, our success, but for our mind, body, and soul. So let's get started. Welcome back to Recovering Mentally, guys. Today, I have Nadej Montez. She is an executive leadership educator, mentor, and personal development coach. She developed her own style of coaching. She is an awareness builder, a personal growth developer, and a strategic planner who strongly believes that being in the moment helps relocate the mindset and work effectively. Nadej is on a mission to help women learn to build self-confidence, cultivate their curiosity, and successfully lead their lives and businesses to mentally pivot in their own ways without being rattled by life's demands and work commands. I met Nadej not very long ago, and I will tell you, you guys are in for a treat. Nadej, thank you so much for coming on here. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Oh my. Absolutely. (laughs) I Okay, so the moment that I saw your posts and started following you, it was all about being unapologetically you. Mm -hmm. And I loved it, and it made me reflect because there was a time in my life where I wouldn't say I have bipolar. I didn't say I had anxiety. I was too afraid even when someone was being vulnerable with me to say, I have been in your shoes. I have made an attempt on my life. And I released that not that long ago. And suddenly it's amazing because I feel liberated. Mm. And so I'm really curious to know how to continue the mindset behind living unapologetically as ourselves. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Well, um, thank you again for having me. And as I always say to everyone, mainly women, we were not born with confidence. We had to build it. And as we are building our confidence, we also need to allow ourselves to take it one step at a time. And sometimes, because we feel overwhelmed by so many demands, whether life, whether work, we feel like we have to show up at all times, then the part of ourselves that we need to discover, that we need to know about, we fail to do so. So instead of showing up with the confidence or allowing ourselves to build it, we then hide behind, you know, who we are not just so we can always show up for people. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I couldn't and, agree with you more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's the part that once we let ourselves digest that part and tell ourselves that, okay, let me self-assess the areas that I need to work on. That's when the work starts. That's when the work begins. When we can self-assess and say, I always show up every time somebody calls me. I do not own the part of me that is broken. Why is that? Mm -hmm. And identify it. Put it on a note and say to yourself, now that I, I have identified that part, what is next? What am I going to do? What should I do next? Should I just walk through it or make it a journey so I can know the steps and embrace it while I go through? Mm -hmm. I like the part you said, sometimes, you know, we do not allow the vulnerability in ourselves to show because we think if we tell someone we are bipolar, we are gay, we are we have issues at home, we have a broken relationship, or we are financially, you know, an outlaw financially because things are not secure, we cannot do things that we would love, we feel that we are going to be judged and we stay hidden behind that thought. So my philosophy is always to relocate the mindset. And I always tell women, people that I work with, I believe in the relocation of the mindset. Mm -hmm. And because you know, I, I love how you say that. It's the relocate of the mindset happened to me about two and a half years ago. And I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, following people like you and seeing what you're doing and listening to what you're saying, I can tell you that's what happened. I was hiding behind what I, I was a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I was hiding behind, well, people will only like me if my hair is this way right. and if I wear this kind of clothing and you know, if I just agree and people will like me if I make lots of money and right. people will like me if I do this. And, you know, I, yes, I want people to like me, but I want people to like me for me. And if you don't like me for me, then peace out. Right. You're not my tribe. I, I think as women, because it's in our nature to nurture mm -hmm. and, that it's very easy to get stuck in that rut of, okay, this is, this is the box I'm supposed to live within. And, and that's not true. And I always tell people, it doesn't take you having a Britney Spears moment like I did and shaving your head and creating a mohawk uh -huh. um, to, to relocate your mindset. There are yeah. other ways, yeah. but you know, there stop feeling that you have to, hide behind things and and come out in your full glory because mm -hmm. once you do I mean I will tell you I've had more beautiful moments being me than I have had being who people I thought wanted me to be right mm, 
I love that. And it's so true. Because that's what we do um, when we are around a circle. We want to do so much to please the circle. We want to be just like everybody. Mm-hmm. And forgetting that who you are is who you are. But sometimes you create a new identity for yourself and it hurts when you have to leave the circle to be on your own now and to shed those tears saying, what did I do today? I didn't have to, you know, do I, do you always have to show up? Why can't I just say, no, I can't. And it's amazing how when we are relocating our mindset, we get to see the things that we used to do. And we also get to see how we used to tell people how to do things and what to do as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. And who are we to do that? Yes. I, you're so, we, so right. <laughs> we had to, we get to see the things that did not work for us. And we also get to realize how much when everybody used to call you, hey, you so toxic, you this, you that, you toxic. Every time you're around, you're telling people what to do. And in your mind, you're saying, but I'm not telling you what to do. It's just because I want the best for everybody until you realize that not everybody wants the best. So why are you interfering and getting in their way? Just do you and let them be. Yes. And, and if they're, you know... This really correlates to, as well, to my life in recovery. You know, um, AA is a wonderful thing. And mm. but like, like anything in the world, we've got our judgers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you don't follow the, there are those judgers that if you don't follow the path exactly the way it's laid out, you are not focusing enough on your sobriety. Yes. I don't buy that. I've never, I've never adhered to that philosophy. And even in recovery, it can be very isolating at first yeah. because you have all these friends and they know you as fun Jesse when she drinks or crazy Jesse when she drinks. And the moment you say, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not serving me. They're gone. Mm-hmm. And you're left by yourself and mm-hmm. nobody tells you that. And you're really stripped down to literally nothing. And you have to build yourself back up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people now, get a coach, get a sponsor, get a mentor, get a therapist, yes. somebody that can help you when you're stripped down to bring you back up. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And I, I mean, I just, I can't say enough. And it's funny too, because I live in, um, I'm very privileged to live in an affluent part of Nebraska. We are not, but we live live in an area that's a very nice area. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I go to my kids' softball games, soccer games, baseball games, soon to be football games. And the moms don't approach me. Mm. I, I don't fit the look. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, at times I'll approach the moms and I'll be like, by the way, your daughter today killed it. Mm. You've got to be so proud just to show I'm human. I may not look like you. I may not look like what this neighborhood looks like, but I am human. I have a heart. I am watching. Mm -hmm. And, and you know what? There's enough shaming in the world and there's enough hate in the world that we need to be building each other up. Yes. Right. Until we relocate that, our mindset and get off of other people's cases and get on our Mm -hmm. own cases. Mm -hmm. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's as, hard as it is, we have to get in the habit of teaching ourselves to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like everything, you're in school, you're learning new, a new topic, you're learning uh, um, to become an engineer. You were not born an engineer. You had to go to school to learn that. And I believe that, you know, life lesson is us being in school. Mm-hmm. You know, we are in school and we have to embrace that journey. Yes. So therefore, it cannot be done in one, two, three. It has to be one step at a time. Mm -hmm. We just, like you were saying, when you go to your child's game and you approach these other women, they're looking at you with a judgment mindset. Mm -hmm. And if you were keeping yourself in that same loop, what would happen is that you would never feel happy about who you are because you would be judging people and not you only you will be judging people, but you will also think people are actually judging you. Even if they do now, because your mindset is not thinking that way, you could care less if somebody's judging you. Yeah, I really could. You know, it was funny. We played, my daughter's softball team played a team that we're not really not a fan of that coach. He's pretty intense. And I saw this one girl, this one girl, she had blonde hair and she had blue in it. And it looked fabulous. And her grandpa and mom were there. And I heard grandpa saying, I mean, he was hammering it into her. He goes, I think you should quit volleyball. I think you should quit basketball. I think softball should be your game. Now, mind you guys, these are eight and nine-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. They're not going to the softball Olympics anytime mm-hmm. soon. And I'm, I'm a very firm believer in offering diversity to your children so that they can find themselves and find what they love. Yeah. And the mom was just kind of nodding. You could tell she wanted grandpa to get off her daughter's back. And I happened to be right there and I go, I apologize. I couldn't help but over here. The only thing I just want to say to you, you do whatever you want to do. Just keep rocking that blue hair, sister. And she gave me a high five and her mom gave me what I could see was a much needed relief smile. Like if you wouldn't have intervened, this would have gone on forever. (laughs) and you know it's it's fun I mean it's fun having hair like I have but to be honest with you it's fun 
to be able to go into life without judging and just being kind mm-hmm. and just being me and being kind and seeing what God and the universe gives back to you. Yes. Because when you're out there, when you're putting it out there, it definitely comes back to you. Yes. We don't know where each other is at in life. I can't tell you how many times I put a smile on my face and I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love the idea of being unapologetically you, but I especially love the idea of relocating that mindset. And I will tell you, I'm still working on mine. It's taken two and a half years to just get here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it works. It does. It does. And I have in, for me to work to be where I am, it required a lot. Because I was at the broken point in where mentally, physically, because I'm a, I'm a skinny girl. <laughs> but when I say physically, can you imagine skinny got skinnier? Exactly. When you go <laughs> skinny to skinnier. So it's like, it's no longer a two or four, but it's a zero or minus you. Where do you ever hear that? So I had to say to myself, and a friend of mine was talking to me, and I remember she said, to me that, well, you have to be in the me syndrome, like, you know? And I was like, I'm gonna create the me syndrome lifestyle. Mm. So when I went to the group that I love so much, you know, my circle, the, and I say, I wanna do me, I felt like it was taken in a different way where people thought, oh, now you wanna do you? What does uh- that mean you wanna do you? But the reality is, in order for us to make ourselves better, in order to get to a better place, in order not to approach people and demand them to do things you want them to do, in order to not be told you are a toxic person, in order for you to have conversation that is not, you know, you being the authoritarian and not really engaging, in order to have a relationship that makes sense, you have to do you. Mm-hmm. You have to get in that lifestyle where you say, I'm on a me syndrome, meaning if I need to research who I am, you know, if I need to read books, if I need to educate myself, if I need to refocus my thoughts, if I need to stop being in a fixed mindset and understanding what a growth mindset is about, if I need to read tailor my circle just so I can be around people who are actually going through the same thing so they can guide me. And a lot of time that's what works because the people you are around who loved you dearly, they want the best for you, but they're not going to understand what exactly you really need at that moment to help you on your growth. So you have to be able to go on your search you have to be a dis, you know, in that discovery mode. You have to live life curiously and not just say it, but understand what it means. I always do that analogy because, like I said, I'm an educator. I've been in the field for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I work in early childhood. 
So elementary, early childhood, you can imagine young children, especially the ages of 2.5, let's just round it up to three, all the way to six, right? Mm-hmm. We are always on a discovery mode. Yes. Anything you say no to them, they ask you why. They want to know why. They go on a search. I call them Christopher Columbus. <laughs> because that's what they do. They so go true. <laughs> they are always discovering things. They're always finding. They love, you know, crickets. They love, you know, insects. They do these things that us adults, the minute we start understanding that we have that thing called the conscience mind and the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind. And we let ourselves get in a, oh, now I'm a more conservative person. Oh, that's not how I was raised. And then we start living into the, what I call the generational curse because we so backed up into, you know, that's not how you were raised, Nadej. You used to be in church. Do you still go to church? Yes, I go to church. But I have my own conscience. I have my own choices. It doesn't mean, going to church doesn't mean not to make choices in life. It helps you learn to know who you are and to serve God. So what does that got to do with my development? Mm -hmm. You know, and when you say living unapologetically, that's what it is. It's when you own who you are, you embrace the journey that you are in, you, you, you express yourself, but it's not just that. It's also understanding your values. Because mm-hmm. it all goes in the values. What do you believe? I am so glad you said that because in two and a half years, I've always held my ethics very high. You know, integrity is a big thing for me. And it's always been that way throughout my entire career. Mm -hmm. But in the last two and a half years, I had to reassess what, what, what am I here for? What's my purpose? What's my mission? If I want to talk to somebody, what do I hope to give them as a gift? Mm, You know? Question. And so... I have, I have aligned, I have begun to align my philosophies in everything I do, which is Mm -hmm. educate, Mm -hmm. advocate, Mm -hmm. prevent, and create relationship. Mm -hmm. And I love that you say cultivate curiosity because I have told people before the moment you think you got it and you stop learning, you're dead. You're done. There's nothing. You have always got to be curious. Yes. You have always got to be curious about yourself, about the world around you, about the people around you. Mm-hmm. That's how we become free thinkers. And that's how we, by being curious and reading books or, you know, taking a course or whatever it may be for somebody that is how you are building up you and that self-confidence to live unapologetically because you're like, no, I know this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I took a class on this. I researched this. Mm -hmm. 
I, I have fulfilled that curiosity. And once one curiosity is filled, find another one. Yeah. My daughter is almost nine and the questions she always says to me, she'll ask me a question. She'll be like, I'm so sorry. I'm asking you another question. I'm just so <laughs> curious, but she's right. And I embrace that and promote that in her. I say, you yeah. should always be curious always, Yes. but you're right. You know, going to church, I go, do I go every Sunday? No. It doesn't define who I am. Mm -hmm. It's a part of me. And when I can go, I do go. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that my faith is gone. And, you know, because people do. I've gotten the same thing. Well, you used to go to church all the time. And now, and I'm like, I'm, I, I still believe I just can't be there all the time. And I don't apologize anymore. I don't say, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should go. Mm -mm. I say, I still believe. I still have faith. I'm still doing stuff. I just can't make it right now. And, and I don't end with, I'm sorry. And there was, it's a, in a way, when you cultivate that mindset and you start to build the confidence and build the curiosity, you start getting away from the apologies mm -hmm. and more towards boundary setting, mm -hmm. which is so healthy. Mm -hmm. And I know I used to be the worst at it. And I told you right before we got on this, and I remembered who told me it, it was Susie Simonson. Susie Simonson said to me, stop being a yes girl and be a no woman. And she goes, that doesn't mean you have to say no to everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It just means start establishing you are a woman, start establishing your boundaries because let's be honest, women get taken advantage of because we have the nature to give. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We love to say yes. We love to help. We love to change things. Mm -hmm. And, but it's to our own detriment a lot mm -hmm. of the time where we forget about ourselves. Yeah. And, and I was going to add, you know, I'm sorry. I was going no. to add to that is that as we, when we lose our, ourselves and we forget our worth, we tend to look for ways to justify. And what I need everybody to understand is that when you are working on building your confidence, you have to also make the differentiation because confidence is not showing up in an arrogant way. A lot of time people, you know, mix those two. You're yes. not, you know, you're not an arrogant person, but you are a confident person. When you, are, when you are showing up to your platform, if you are a coach or you are a professor or a teacher, whatever field you are in, that's why I'd rather work with women between the age of 24 all the way to 54, because that's the age where it starts with the, in your 20s, you're, you're lacking the confidence. And then in your 30s, you start building it. In your 40s, you feel like you are equally confident. And then in your 50s, you feel like, well, you nailed the confidence. Yeah. But it's a process, you know, and as you are getting in the process, you also have to allow yourself the chance to know that, you know, each focus, embrace it. 
So when you are a nurturer as a mother, what are you doing at home that shows that you are a confident woman at home too? Mm-hmm. What are you doing at work that shows that you are confident? You are confident at work. How do you work those two, your life and your work, and still show up to help many other people? And that's what you do. You're showing up because you know that by showing up, you are going to help those who have gone through or who are going through the same thing you have done to be better. And Mm -hmm. that's why as you are continuing to cultivate your curiosity, you get to learn much more. So it doesn't stop in the learning because there's always room to learn. Mm -hmm. There's always room to expand the mind. There's always room to embrace meeting and connecting with other people who have gone through it too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes it beautiful because what it does for you, it makes you go in an aha moment and say, damn. Yes. Wow. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's beautiful. I've had those moments mm-hmm. and, and they are... I mean, they almost bring you to tears because all of a sudden, again, you're stripped down to nothing and it's you and this person mm-hmm. and you're being your authentic selves unapologetically and you're even being vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and there's when you no judgment. What, yeah. I was going to say that's when you understand what vulnerability is about. You're not crying and say, oh no, I'm not crying anymore. And to people, if somebody asks you, were you crying? Heck yeah, I was crying because I'm not at my state right now. Yes. But the part of vulnerability we tend to do is every time somebody sees how you know flexible we are, how sometimes we can lose our strength, we feel like people should not see that I'm weak. So what they see you weak? So what somebody comes and sees you on the floor, you know, in fetal position, crying your head out, you swimming in your tears because at that moment you are broken. Let it be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what the vulnerability is about. It's when you let it be okay to express really what's bothering you and to actually embrace love because what often happens is that when we fighting the thought of building confidence and we fighting against arrogance we always show up in a way that oh i got it but if you don't got it just say you don't got it right and and humbling yourself enough to say that draws people in more Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because suddenly you became a very real person that mm-hmm. people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me teary-eyed because it's it's just it's beautiful and it's true. And I know I we are all a work in progress, and I am still working on that. But mm-hmm. the fact that you are honing in. I love that you're honing in on the age group, on the women, especially the age group. Gosh, could I go back and be 24 again and find you? 
because you're right, there is a difference. There is a difference between arrogance and confidence. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest differences, you take an arrogant person and put them on the left side of the room. You take a confident person and put them on the right side of the room. People will gravitate towards confidence. Mm-hmm. They will not gravitate towards arrogance. Mm-hmm. And, and whether you're arrogant or confident, you're exuding that. You're mm-hmm. putting that out there. And people pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know for me, I want to be the person that's confident, that's consistently learning, but is always there to listen. Yes, yes. And, and be open and, and, and provide a safe space for somebody to come up to me and say, hey, I'm going through this. Would you be willing mm-hmm. to listen? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nadej, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. You guys, you can find Nadej on Recovering Mentally Crew Facebook page. And Nadej, if they want to personally connect with you, what's the best way to do that? I would ask you to go to my Facebook business page, my fan page at facebook.com forward slash you, the letter U, slayconfidence.com. Well, forward slash with Facebook is forward slash. (laughs) But if you want to reach out to me and my website, it's www.uslay. Again, it's you as letter U, slayconfidence.com. I do have a group as well. And this week we have a seven day challenge that we are doing. And today is our day four. And what we do in the challenge is unleashing our self-confidence. So we are there to unleash the self-confidence and focus on the different components in our seven days that we need to work on. It starts from the mindset to our practice and building our goals until we get to the success line, which is how you celebrate your, your, the achievement. Does confidence go grow in seven days? No, it doesn't. However, for me, in order for me to relocate my mindset to be where I am, I needed to put myself on a seven-day journey. But it's not just seven days. It's a continuous thing that continues. And that's why we are doing the challenge and make it a seven-day challenge just so we can tackle the areas that require persistence and consistency. So you could find me there as well. So when you go to the page, facebook.com, forward slash you slay confidence forward slash then you can reach out to me through the messenger and i'm also on instagram so you can find me there as well it would still be you slay confidence forward slash if you're on instagram oh wonderful thank you thank you so much for coming on today um and and just blessing us with this amazing Stop saying, stop saying, I'm sorry. (laughs) And, and, and start, and start focusing on self and relocating that mindset. You've given us a great, a great gift today. And I'm so grateful for you. So thank you so much. Yes. We are here to fix the, the tilted crown. So as I say, if the crown is tilted, you're not in it by yourself. There are many with you. There are many going on to the same thing. So we are here to fix that tilted crown. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, you guys, that's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you go out in the world this week and be the badasses and authentic selves that you are because you are amazing. Do not hesitate to hit review and let us know what you need to hear because that's the goal. We're here for you. We are recovering mentally together. See you soon. Bye.